Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Cerullo. We're on to episode 48. It is Tuesday, August 9th. The darkest is 2011, when it is, in fact, 2016. <laughs> we have uh, a nice little new setup going on today. Not quite all the way there yet, but this is strange because now I can just turn my head and see everyone. To my left, Carl Bird. How are we doing, Carl? What is going on, man? Uh, not much. In front of me, across the table, Eris, how are we? I don't know. I get to look at your face entirely too much. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, that works not so bad because we're back to back, butt to butt, as some people like to say. So we don't have to really look at each other too much. <laughs> it's I my saw, right. I remember you sent me the picture. <laughs> That's right. It's my right, Victor. Vic, how we doing? Man, I'm great, man. Two weeks in a row you've been here now. This is this is wild. Yeah, I know. It's a world record. <laughs> yeah, here's a record. Here's a record. Four straight weeks of a show. That's pretty good. Yeah, we, pretty we have our streaks. Right. Yeah, right. bad mouth our, our consistency, saying, Carl. Saying, I'm just saying. But now that we have the nice new setup and everyone's like looking forward to getting here and recording, see these comfy poker chairs with this comfortable poker table. Although I do have the nice comfy social media chair. That is true. Uh, Carl Bird will soon, very soon, be set up in the social media command center. <laughs> I like it. So he has a spinny the chair. Codex command center? Yeah, the CCC? Yep. Oh, yeah. shit. So he can turn around and wheel around and converse with our followers and speak when spoken to. <laughs> I like it. Wheeling and dealing. So, live interactions yes. coming soon. Coming yep. your Very way. Soon. From Carl Bird. I don't Facebook. know if that's a plus or a minus. Right. Let us know. Facebook. Definitely Instagram. That's the point. Twitter. Not Snapchat. <laughs> those other things. Look, hey, if you hate Carl, we want to know. Yeah, just let us know. Yeah. Keep an eye out for it. You know, even another review. Reviews. Yeah, put another review. Yeah, I do. Put another review. The review. I know Jess reviewed us. She, did. she totally did. She did. I saw that. Oh, I gotta see this. Yes. So that's weird. You. I don't know why Thank she said Jess. on there that I'm hot. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Mm. She said the host is hot. I can only assume she's talking about me, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Who opens the show, Victor? <laughs> I do. Not. You are, hot. You are very, very hot. Uh, it's, a, it's me doing a Maurice impression. I got you, Carl Bird. So going around the table real quick before we get to our main discussion topic, which is uh, Suicide Squad, the newest movie in the DC EU. Emphasis on ew. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Bird, what have you been up to lately? Anything, uh, anything popping? Uh, been like tuning into some WWE Network. Um, in these past two weeks, I end up catching the uh, one of my fi- my actual. I have to say, my favorite um, original show on the network is uh, Legends with JBL. It was a two part series with um, with Booker T. So. Um, Always, always, always love hearing the stories from the legends and the OGs and stuff. That's just always been me. Um, I did, you know, learned all the different aspects of um, his life, his career. You know how he was labeled as the Wendy's Bandit in Houston. So <laughs> Google it. You'll find him smiling in his mugshot. Uh, did some time, then which led to his training with um, WWE legend Ivan Putski, and then all through his trial, his um, trial. Trials, tribulations, and travels with WCW and on to WWE. Um, I did hear that he's retiring the Spin Rooney because he had to get surgery for his elbow. First of all, it's called a windmill. <laughs> I never liked the Spin the Spin Rooney name. It's called the Spin Rooney. Called it's called a windmill. As a retired B boy, it's called a windmill. Listen, who B boyed? Who Spin Rooneyed in front of millions of people, <laughs> Carl? Was it you? Yes. Sorry, you don't get to name it. Yes, millions of people. Yes. Millions. Yes. Where? Billions. Billions. 
Uh, the Dominican Festival is... That's not millions of people, of Carl! People. That's a, a couple of... hundred at most! <laughs> no, it was a lot. It was a lot if you do it every year for a hundred years, you might hit a thousand. <laughs> I have to, uh, in my day, I have like traveled and performed... Listen, Carl Bird, many, if you go on Wikipedia, is there a Carl Bird page which then lists your moves and one of them is called the Windmill? No! Is there oh, a it could happen. Rooney. Yes, it is. But now I understand the windmill is the name of the move. Yes, the dance move. Performed. But here's the thing: when the Rock does the Rock Bottom, he doesn't call it like a fallaway slam or shit. He just calls it the Rock Bottom. Right. 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 Thank you. Right. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a fallaway slam. No, I, am, I know <laughs> that. I just that yeah. threw that out there. I don't even know the name of the freaking move. Bray Wyatt yeah. does it now, but you get what I'm saying. I do get what you're saying, but as a b boy. It's always been a windmill, so... It's the spin-a-rooney, Carl. Respect the man's move. <laughs> Why are you being so disrespectful to Booker T, Carl? Well, okay, here's a question. Why is Booker is there, T being is, disrespectful to B-Boys? Here's the question. Here, is there a dance move called the spin-a-rooney? No. No, he just named it, Carl. He just named what he was doing. That's all he did. I'm still calling it the Carl, you can't trademark the windmill <laughs> That's right. and make money off of it. You can't do that. That's right. Booker T's Guess what you can trademark? The spin-a-rooney... <laughs> And if you're looking for his promotion in the Texas area, the wrestling promotion, it's Reality of Wrestling, I believe. Yeah. That's a uh, movie T. Yeah, but I did hear he's retiring. I'm sorry that you don't like the name, but he's retiring. So he's retiring, so I guess you don't have to worry about it anymore. Cool. <laughs> Please continue. All right. <laughs> so then um, last night I caught the um, Stone Cold podcast with uh, Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. You know, same same as, you know, Booker T's uh, kind of rough, uh, rough upbringing from the mean streets of um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yep. And, um, you know, it was very insightful. Talked about his stories of how he um, went through the Indies to going through, you know, going through WWE Developmental and FCW and then NXT, the birth and which led to the end of the Shield. And and now that he's the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I believe he's just the world champion now, Carl. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then through Victor's recommendation, well, something I've been meaning to like watch i just never got a chance to and victor really egged me egged me on on a recent um pokemon hunting trip <laughs> uh the cruiserweight classic that's been going on and yep. that shit is legit yeah i plan on uh, binging that once it's complete yeah to jerry's in the chant in the tournament oh nice he's like 46 and yeah. he's still wrestling like he's 20 <laughs> yeah. that's pretty fucking dope yeah, that's pretty impressive good for him i'm swearing a lot i'm sorry justin mom <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't listen. I'm just saying she might listen one day. Oh, she might listen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, know, I know, you know she was know. already listening, but but yeah, that's pretty much it. So it was a WWE heavy week. Did you watch, have you decided if you're watching Raw or SmackDown? I try to catch both. Okay. I just never do. Yeah. <laughs> do you have Hulu? I do, and I just because they have I'll, the Raw an hour and a half. Yeah, and I always say like, okay, I'll watch it, and I never, and I never do. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Um, I will probably watch SmackDown tonight after we finish recording, just because so SmackDown is so much, so much more convenient. And last night I just played some Overwatch, so I didn't watch Raw. And it's three hours is too long, guys. It's, it's way too long. Yeah. Of Overwatch, definitely not. No, God, absolutely definitely not. not. <laughs> absolutely not. I didn't play too long. I actually like, went to bed pretty early, but that's a whole different story. Um, Eris, yo. 
What you been up to? I know you said you had an anime recommendation last week. You only uh, I didn't. I didn't really get a chance to uh, continue. Um, you want to expound on a few things? Mob Psycho One Hundred. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll follow up with that at a later date. Um, nah, man. My daughter just turned two yesterday, so my weekend was consumed with that. <laughs> just uh, threw her a birthday party. She had a blast. She uh, she danced a lot. She's a dancer. I have to enroll her in dance classes as soon as possible. Okay. And uh, I just found out today she's in the 97th percentile for height. So WNBA, here we go. Right. Or <laughs> <laughs> like pro volleyball. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? I'll have to look into it. Haven't you been watching the Olympics? Nice. Yeah. No, Carl. Got here. Well, I think after the... Oh, see that sewage-infested thing? <laughs> I, well, all those sports are weird because a lot of those, you get to the college level, and then after that, it just ends. Yep. So, like, I don't know if there really is, like, a pro volleyball yeah, thing. Know. I'll have to give her an education, I guess. Well, I mean, she can play college volleyball, get a scholarship. That's always legit. I see those on ESPN, the Ocho sometimes. All right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Making plans. Yeah. Man. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that was most of my weekend besides, uh, you know, squeezing in some time to go see the Suicide Squad. Uh, just spent uh, family and, and my daughter's birthday. That's about it, man. Nice. You know, a lot of heavy drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I missed out. Got super drunk. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There was no alcohol at my daughter's birthday party. None. Children oh, party. I did have my cousin's um, birthday party, too. Did you DJ that party? No, nah, that was my night off. Oh, nice. Good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you get some... You time, Carl. Yeah. How, how was your cousin's birthday, Carl? It was actually good. It doesn't matter, Carl. No one cares. I'm glad you actually caught me with that. <laughs> you That's a nice rock throwback. Cool right? story, Carl. I appreciated that. <laughs> uh, Vic, yourself. Yeah, man. How have uh, you been? What have you been up to? I'm, I'm good, man. I've just uh, been catching up with uh, some movies, mm-hmm. as per usual. Um, real quick, I did, I'm all caught up with the Cruiserweight Classic, as with mm-hmm. Carl. And it's really awesome stuff if you haven't caught it yet on the network. It's a 10-week tournament. They just got done with the first round. So definitely catch that if you want some awesome wrestling action. And for the record, uh, Mauro Ranallo and Daniel Bryan, they're yeah. the best commentary team of the year, bar none. Mm-hmm. So check that out. I did. I've, I've listened to Mauro Ranallo before. I've heard him do boxing and MMA before. I, I just recently started. I never watched SmackDown when he was brought onto there. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd been very good. His pop culture references throw me off sometimes because he throws them out fairly often. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure SmackDown, even though it's like, you can tell that WWE's trying to set that up as like the B show because they have all the big titles and all the up and coming guys on Raw. But mm-hmm. I'm just gonna watch SmackDown. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Um, there's one other thing I want to say about that. Oh, and something New Japan they have a very similar tournament to this T-Series going on the G1. Yeah, the G1. Yeah. Now New Japan World is that in America? Can you get that? It's like the WWE um, Network. Yeah, I believe you can. Okay. Yes. I'm not sure if they have all the pay-per-views on there or how that works, but I've been thinking about doing that because I've been hearing really good things. Whenever I go on Squared Circle, the subreddit, mm-hmm. they always have like the gifts and stuff from all the matches, and it sounds like New Japan is killing it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I've been been watching that, and I've been catching up on a couple movies. Uh, one movie that I caught uh, the other day was uh, this new one called Sing Street, which is a really cool uh, coming-of-age uh, Irish film. Um, this is a, so written and directed by John Carney, who did two other films, uh, Once, which is an Academy Award winner, and this other movie called Begin Again with Keira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Sing Street's a really cool film that I absolutely adore. It's about this uh, this 14-year-old kid, Connor, who's um, living in Dublin, Ireland in 1985, and uh, his parents are going through a divorce, and uh, he's moved from this posh 
private school to this really shitty public school called Sing Street, Sing Street CBS, uh, Christian Brothers School. And he's basically bullied every day, you know, his life is, his life has turned to shit. Then he meets this, uh, this, uh, this slightly older girl, uh, Rafina, and then he decides to uh, impress this girl by starting up his own band. And from there, uh, him and his, uh, him and his uh, buddies, they, they write their own music, they create their own music, and it's just really cool. It's a really cool film. It's a really nice uh, uh, coming-of-age tale filled with some awesome 80s music. Um, they get their inspirations from Hall & Oates. Hall & Oates is my shit, by the way. I love Hall & Oates. Yeah. Hall & Oates, Duran Duran, Joe Jackson, The Cure, The Jam, etc. All these other great 80s bands. And um, what's cool about the film is that it's like this charming, modernized fairy tale kinda, and, it, and it's really uncynical. So it's not, it's not, it's not played snarky or does it? There's not any like you know, any, there's no cynicism to it. It's just a really fun film to watch. It's a feel good film. It's not depressing at all. Oh, there you go. What what led you to that? Do you have like a? How do you do? Do you have like a list? Or you, I may have asked you this before. Do you scroll through Netflix or anything or? Um, I was, I've, well, I've been hearing a lot of good reviews about it. Mm -hmm. Like I, uh, like the I websites you frequent. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, right. oh, six years. So you gotta check this out. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. So I was like, oh. There was one day when Harris and I thought we had a billion dollar idea. Where was this Netflix roulette? <laughs> I'm like, this has to exist. It totally exists if you just Google it. Yep. We were like, that's genius. Netflix roulette. Yeah, you just oh. like you literally just punch it. I think it, you, there's a few of them. They can punch in genre, year, and I'll just spit out a movie that's on Netflix. Oh, mm -hmm. we'll watch that. There's a WWE Network one, too, if, hmm. if you're wondering, which I did recently. Netflix and chill, like, a lot easier. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got lucky when no. I did the WWE Network one because it gave me SummerSlam 2002, mm. which is, like, one of the all-time good ones. Oh, it it yeah. opens yeah. with Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle. That's Brock and Rock. Yeah. And Sean. Sean and Hunter. And Sean yeah. Michaels and A Triple H. So I was like, oh, that was a lucky bounce. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, man. Yeah, Sing Street. Highly recommend that film. It's a really, really cool film, man. Really feel good. I think you think you guys will dig it, especially if you love '80s music. Um, so yeah, I, I can't recommend that film enough. Mm -hmm. So I saw that, and um, on the the other film that I saw, it's also on Netflix. It's uh, the documentary that Carl recommended a couple weeks ago. It's the Resurrection of Jake the Snake, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, he recommended it to me because, you know, I do DDP yoga. Yep. And uh, the documentary is excellent. I loved it. It's just basically uh, Jake the Snake's uh, path to redemption. Like, from his, he's at his, at his nadir. You know, he's 300 pounds. He's mm -hmm. mired in alcoholism and drug abuse. Just struggling to, you know, stay on the straight and narrow. Uh, what was excellent, what was great about the documentary is that um, you see, it chronicles his, uh, his quest to go to, to mm -hmm. you know, be in, to return into the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. And um, and as he's, as he's as he's trying to lose weight, you see him struggling, you know, struggling, you know, just to, to not relapse. <coughs> and you know uh, what's great about the film is that you know when you see Jake the Snake, you know, kind of mired in self pity, uh, you see you see how important uh, an excellent support system is, you know, for someone who's suffering through addiction because mm -hmm. you know DDP's you know staying on him, and then as he's trying to help him out, and as he's you know Jake's Jake's in good shape, Scott Hall, you know, he's you know, he's, he gets a call from Sean Waltman, you know, X-Pac, and he says that, you know, uh, you got a call that, you know, Scott Hall is thinking about killing himself, and then mm -hmm. he gets, then he gets uh, uh, Scott Hall to, you know, do DDP yoga, and he helps him out on, the, on his road to recovery as well, so he gets, so he's helping two of, two, not only two friends of his, but also two legends mm -hmm. as well, and man, it, like, the documentary is just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great film, it's a inspiring uh, especially if you know if you know someone or if you yourself have has gone through a addiction problems of mm -hmm. some kind, 
and uh, yeah, this it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a great documentary that it's it's not beyond the mat, so it's not exploiting him. So right. So which which is a relief. So I rec I highly recommend that film. And as a as a companion piece, I also recommend uh, an older documentary which came out about eleven years ago. It's a uh, Pick Your Poison, which is available on DVD. Um, which I think you can find the documentary portion on the network as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, definitely check check those two out. It's like a I main, yeah, yeah, it has his like his match his best matches on there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah I do have it. Yeah, nice. and uh, and and speaking of uh, DDP yoga, like I've been doing it for the past nine weeks, mm -hmm. and it is a hundred percent legit. Like if any if anybody out there is looking for an awesome fitness uh, program to take up, I highly recommend DDP Yoga. It's great because it, it gives you increased flexibility. It's it's for all fitness levels, all physiques. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's dynamic resistance, um, traditional fitness, cardio, and of course, uh, yoga, old school calisthenics, all rolled up into one. And man, you sweat your ass off, man. Mm -hmm. I did a, did a couple of the workouts. I do a couple of the workouts routinely. Fat burner is my go-to. Then I, then I occasionally do energy which is kind of like a lesser version of fat burner. Yeah, it's like if you're looking for a quick one to get back to, because uh, yeah. I did it myself for a little bit. Um, yeah. I recommend it as well. I'm yeah. just really lazy sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah. the reason I recommend it is because I, after doing it for a few weeks, I could touch my toes, which I hadn't been able mm -hmm. to do since I like had surgery on my knee a decade ago. Yeah, me yeah, me too. I'm able to touch my toes as well, you know, and uh, what's great is that I actually lost 10 pounds. Ooh, uh, since, congrats, man. Since, yeah, man, since doing the workout, I went from down from 170 to my normal weight of 160, and um, and it's great that I actually started started it when I did back in June because, you know, I got to a point where I could I could wear my jeans without wearing a belt because my because my waistline was starting to expand a little bit, and I'm like, and I'm like, man, Victor, you got to get your shit together. So I just... I just said fuck it. Ordered the DDP yoga workout and started doing that for three to five days a week, and it also and I've also uh, switched up my uh, eating habits. Yep. It does well. come with like a companion piece that'll show you what you should eat, yeah. um, recommendations, stuff like that. Um, yep. So yeah, and it's DDP who's you know pushing you along the way, which is really nice. And there's also an app version, so if you want to pay like ten dollars a month or something. Mm -hmm. You can get the app, which is just like live workouts and schedule stuff for you. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the best and the best thing about DDP Yoga is that all the moves are modifiable, mm -hmm. so you can tailor it to to the way you would do it. So you have to just so there's no exact hard and fast method right to do each of the workouts. So, yeah. So if you get just because you can't stand on one foot, you know, it's not or put your leg way in the air, you can make it a little bit easier on yourself and just get there eventually, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you go to the website, they have tons of testimonials. And not just testimonials, but they have, like, the videos of the people actually losing the weight and looking way better. Yeah. So if anyone ever asks me for a recommendation for a workout, I say DDP Yoga. Mm -hmm. Just because it's proven and e I don't want to say easy, because nothing it's not easy, but it's easy to follow. Oh, you just yeah. put the, as long as you put the time in. Oh, yeah, yeah. You definitely got to put the work in. Yeah. So, yeah. DDP Yoga gets my seal of approval. <laughs> we really need to get paid for this. <laughs> yeah, we really do. Um, I will say that the the extreme the the extreme version of the DDP yoga I haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. I, I took a look at it and I'm like, yeah, I gotta I gotta, I gotta psych myself up for that. Yeah, and it'll give you a nice schedule. So as long as you follow that, follow that. By the time you get to like week whatever it is, you, yeah. you'll be good to go. We'll get. We're we'll on X Prime Instagram Snap Stories now. <laughs> is that your little plug for the Instagram Snaps? The Insta Snaps? Is that what they're called? I I call it that. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of people are commonly calling it that because it's basically a. Yeah. Basically Snapchat. Gotcha. You know how Carl likes to change names of things <laughs> and moves? 
<laughs> I believe they're officially called stories. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just they're actually commonly called Insta Snaps or because you know, of I think Insta because thought snaps. about calling them Storaroonies, <laughs> but Carl had a problem with that. Oh, Carl, your oh. sweet Carl. I did see some pictures, some videos of Carl popping and locking on the Facebook. I was like, damn, Carl. Yeah, that was at our boy Brad's wedding. Yeah, Carl brought out the old moves for one night. Nice. It was impressive. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I felt horrible. After, after doing it? Wait, oh, wait. Which videos? In front of the in front of the cars and the... You're dressed rather nicely. It was Brad's Brad wedding. Brad's yeah. I just said <laughs> that. I no, there's, another, vi- there's other videos. I saw two of them. I did see two of them. Okay, those are the recent ones. They were another... both from Brad's wedding. Oh, okay, okay yeah. there was another one that I put from my sister's like... Carl! Birthday no party. one cares. We're talking about the Brad wedding ones, Carl. Stay on message. <laughs> I, well, now he said he was embarrassed. I'm like, were you naked or something, girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm too old to be doing all that stuff. Carl, bro, doesn't be embarrassed about dancing. No, Carl, you look, you were awesome. You looked great. Yeah, I appreciate it. Right, all yeah. dapper and stuff. There, <laughs> Carl. I was very impressed. <laughs> if you want to see it, I'll post it on the Codex Facebook. No, I've already not. seen it. So <laughs> I don't, don't want to see it, but saw it live, Carl. That's true. That's the best way to see it. Uh, anything else to pick? Uh, nope. Nice. That's it. Awesome. Um, I myself have not really been up to too much this past week. My sister's wedding was Sunday, um, so and I officiated it. Officiated yeah. it. it. Well, so, congratulations to her. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for her. If anyone needs an officiant, let me know. Because I can do it. Right. I told that. you should totally take my business idea. Copyright. Marisa Rulo's super awesome gay wedding marriage <laughs> business. <laughs> I might put it on Craigslist. Who knows? It's going to specialize in gay weddings. Yeah. Just to piss off all the Trumpites. <laughs> <laughs> I have my certificate. The nice thing about Rhode Island is that like I don't have to even register. Well, you have to register for it. But with the towns or anything, I just have to sign it and send it in, and then they they take care of it. I like it. And I got my stuff on, nice. on, on lockdown. So it was a pretty busy weekend. Um... Nothing too crazy. Um, I've been reading a chapter every night for Star Wars, which I'm still going through Aftermath, Life uh, Debt. Uh, so I'll get through that eventually. Uh, might take some time. Like I said, I have a lot of books in the docket. But now that the winter's... Well, I don't want to say winter's coming because it's still a little ways away. But pretty soon. That's when I'll really start getting back into that stuff. But no, I haven't really been doing anything. So there you have it. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'm playing Overwatch. Oh, don't force it, man. Right. I did buy... I purchased... Batman, Telltale, so season one, or mm-hmm. episode one, mm-hmm. um, and I have not played it yet. <laughs> Every time I sit down to play it, I play Overwatch. Cool story, Carl. <laughs> but, I mean, the title screen's pretty cool looking, so I'll give it that. Nice. Uh, and I've never played a Telltale game before, so how, it's good. Uh, how are your Overwatch exploits going? They're great. Yeah. We, played, we went 5-1 and one last night. Don't play on Saturday, because you're going to play against mutant teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, mutant teenagers, because the the week before last, the, 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 my sister had her bachelorette party, so all the ladies were out, so all the men were home playing Overwatch, mm-hmm. and we got. We, we've always done well. That was the first time I've gone under five hundred in an Overwatch session because all the everyone's just so good. Because everyone's home on Saturdays, that's when they're playing. Thursdays we do okay. We played last night. We must have must have played a bunch of hobos because mm. we wrecked shop. Nice. 
Um, That's always good when you have a nice string of wins. Yeah. It feels so good. Yeah. We used to have like four to six guys, and even our pickup guys weren't hobos, so it was pretty good. Well, like, like we've talked about last week, we'll be doing an Overwatch-centric episode pretty soon. If you guys want to join in, can we get the game, guys? <laughs> I'm sure it's a good game, but I don't play multiplayer online Here's the thing. Is only I, games. I, don't, I haven't done... Yeah. And I haven't done that in a while either, but I was skeptical about Overwatch. But I'm just like, it's so fun. God, it's so you fun. know I was the most yeah. skeptical. I never play online yeah. first-person shooters, ever. Yeah. I'm a mostly single-player gamer, mm -hmm. like 99.9% .9 of the time. But it's Blizzard. All my boys were getting it. Yep. So I figured I'd give it a shot, and I literally, and I'm using that word in an actually correct form here, yeah. I have literally not played another video game <laughs> since I got Overwatch. Hmm. I shit you not. Yeah. Damn. I have not touched another single game. Unless you count Pokemon Go, but I don't. That's mobile. Oh, well, I don't count that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. What level um, is everybody at now? I'm, not, I'm still 21. I'm still 19. 16. 21. Cool. You know, the funny thing, they removed the tracking. And I was, did we talk about this last week? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. we're just like we can't find. I can't find anything. I mean, they're they're beta testing a new tracking system, so we'll see how that, what comes with that. Yeah, I mean, I started off trying to be the best there ever was, <laughs> but then I realized I can be the best there ever was at Pidgeys and Weedles. <laughs> right. And that's not so exciting. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll get excited if like I see a guy, but it's, it's the fact that I have to keep it open the whole time. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I'll still I'm still gonna keep playing. But yeah. I feel like the Fever, right? Is fever dream is dying open. down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I go to Oakland Beach, maybe we'll reignite it. I need to yeah. go there because I I keep hearing that. It's called it. You guys are Oakland Beach, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a lot of luck? Yes, I did. I caught uh, finally caught a Pikachu. There you go. And yeah. Two Charmanders and a Rhyhorn. Nice. nice. There you go. Yeah. It's a good That's haul, Vic. Yeah. Like it. Uh, I've been slacking. Um, pretty badly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for the person at this table who's legitimately spent the most money on that game. Oh, fun fact about that. That's disappointing. Fun fact. Fun fact. I actually uh, applied for a refund. What? <laughs> I totally got it. <laughs> uh, Rob Fox actually turned me on to that because he got a refund. Our co-worker who also plays Pokemon Go. And uh -huh. he's put it. I saw it on Reddit too, but I didn't even think to do it. And Rob's like, I totally got it. So I put a refund and I got my money back. Nice. Because I'm like, they removed tra I'm like, they removed tracking, which is what... They removed the only part of the game that's a game, is the tracking. Like, you don't look for them. Like, run around right. and look for them. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. I always do that, though. I always have, like, that f rush. I'm like, oh, God, I gotta pay $20 for Pokeballs. And then I'm, I immediately regret it. Yeah, that was a dumb move. Super I dumb. <laughs> somebody... You said you spent $20 on that game? Yeah. Somebody beat you. I'm sure Carl Bird. <laughs> no, I'm talking about your record as in, so I'm spending money on the game. Did you spend money on the game, Carl Bird? I have, but not twenty dollars. So who spent more than twenty dollars, Carl? I did. Oh, <laughs> what? I spent forty bucks. What the hell? Well, do I have a deal for you? Apply for a <laughs> refund, and you might get it back. What? Why did you do that? Because I was in desperate need for Pokeballs and Incense and Lucky Eggs. And a lot of lot more space in my bag. <laughs> yeah. I am shocked! I am shocked too. And appalled. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. 
Listen, man, I did like, I, I did the math. I did the math and I figure, okay, if I spend forty dollars now, then I'll have enough resources that I'll never have to spend money on this game again. So yep. Yeah. So what happened so what happened when you went to catch like a fucking ratata and it broke out of like forty five Pokeballs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've well, they've been little bastards lately. Yeah. I think there might be a bug to that, which is why that's happening. So Yeah. Don't waste your Pokeballs. Oh, man, this is rich. Last person I ever would have expected to hear that. <laughs> I know. Well, I was there when he did. Wow. He's like, I just spent $40 on Pokemon. I'm like, why? Like, why wow. so much? Like, I'll spend like five bucks mm -hmm. here and there. You know, I've right? spent exactly 99 cents <laughs> so far. Well, I have a deal for you. <laughs> if you go in and ask for a refund, you may get it. <laughs> Um, Will I still get to keep all those Pokeballs? Yeah, they didn't take them away from me. Wow. Yeah. Did you spend all 20? What? Did you spend it? Like, when you got those oh, coins, did you spend them? I still have them. Let me see if they're you still do? there. You do? Let me see if they're still there. What? I'm going to be opening up my Pokemon Go right now. Uh, while I'm doing this, Vic, would you like to lead us through the uh, news <laughs> items of the week? Wait, hold up. Can I ask what? you guys a question? Sure. Yeah. You, have you guys seen um, Sasha Baron Cohen's movies, Borat and, and yeah. all that? Uh, like, Borat. Just, just Borat. Okay, you've seen only Borat. Yeah. You've only just seen Borat. Borat. I used to watch LEG on HBO and then okay, Borat. Okay, cool. And he wore his other movies. He's got Borat. He Bruno did, was one. Uh, Bruno, yep. I've seen that one. Uh, didn't Ali G have a movie? The Dictator. That's yeah, the other yeah. one I've seen. Okay. So, I ended up watching Where are you going with the latest <laughs> movie yesterday. Well, I was trying to get everybody's sort of reaction and opinions to his stuff. Because yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen movies are really weird. And this one said, uh, The Brothers Grimsby. I saw that. Okay, okay. I think that's how streaming least. everything everywhere hmm. now. So, I streamed that. Um, and... I just I wanted a comedy and it was short. It's like an hour and twenty three minutes. I'm like fuck it. I'm gonna watch this because it's not that long and I can actually get some sleep. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up watching that with my wife and it was a real. Uh, it looked super tra like traditional from the trailers, mm -hmm. but that is one Sasha Baron Cohen ass Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Like a like a mockumentary type deal. No, it's not. It's a straight up movie, but it's got that like weird raunchy shit mm. that he tends to throw in there which I wasn't expecting like Mark Strong yeah. at one point in the movie Sasha Baron Cohen uh, and Mark Strong the Grimsby brothers uh, end up needing to hide from these uh, paramilitary group uh, and they are in South Africa and there's nowhere to hide so they crawl up in an elephant's vagina and Male elephants then end up running a train <laughs> while they are in there and you get to see several instances of massive elephant penis ramming into Mark Strong's face and then ejaculating on his face while he's inside of an elephant vagina. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, you guys. How did they train the elephants to do that? <laughs> I mean, you can clearly tell they're right, fake. Right. It's a fake giant elephant battering ram penis. Yes. Well, that shit's fucked up. <laughs> oh, so, I just wanted to know if you guys had seen that or if you guys had seen a, you know, multiple Sasha Baron Cohen movies. I have not. Uh, well, I have seen his movies, but I haven't seen that one. So, uh, that was a thing. Oof. I just, I just remembered that. I was going to say, you didn't mention that when I asked what you've been up wow. to. Wow. Yeah, no, I just remembered that, and it's, wow. 
Yeah. That's... I was just looking at that and I'm like, what the fuck? I just wanted a traditional ass turn your brain off action movie. And I'm watching this with my wife and she's like, I think this movie has gone too far. <laughs> they get rammed by the first elephant. It ejaculates into Mark Strong's face. I'm like, what the fuck? Mark Strong's Strong, like a, he's what a legitimate are you doing? actor. He's like an actor. Right, exactly. I mean, I don't know if he's an actor. He's an actor. He sort of plays a villain in Yeah, he played the bad guy ever. in Sherlock. But, um, oh then, you noticed. know, I'm like, okay, it's finally over. And then, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen sticks his head out of the elephant vagina. And then here comes another elephant with its ginormous member coming out, just charging towards them. And he just goes right back into the elephant vagina. And he's like, get ready. They're coming. They're, like, they're, they're lining up for an elephant train. And yeah, they end up, boy, what was the other thing they did? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, when Sasha Baron Cohen turned around, he ended up getting rammed on the butt by elephant penis. Giant elephant penis, uh, which they then reference later on in the movie. So this is the funny thing about that movie. They, they stick one thing, just like, they set this up by doing one very specific thing that sticks out earlier in the movie, where Sasha Baron Cohen's character goes to his house with his kids where they're watching, uh, they're, they're watching, um, what's that, what's that, uh, movie with the, or the, the TV show, um, with the, the Walter White, what's that Breaking show? Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. They're, his kids are watching Breaking Bad, and he's like, oh, okay, enough of the chemistry lesson, let's, uh, turn to anatomy or whatever the hell and he turns it to like the discovery channel and they like they deliberately just stay on the tv and it goes the elephant vagina can expand to blah 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 meters and i'm like that's odd and then later on they're totally inside of a freaking elephant vagina getting destroyed uh so yeah it's they then reference that later in the so it's a three-step elephant vagina penis joke mm. where they set it up with that discovery channel thing they then get elephant raped, for lack of a better term. Then at the end of the movie, they reference it saying that they found that the cure for the virus that the villain of the movie was going to unleash upon the world uh, was found by accident because their innards were lined with elephant semen, and that was the cure. Sasha Baron Cohen, you guys. So is that a yay or a nay to renting the movie? If you enjoy a lot of elephant vagina jokes and seeing Mark Strong getting ejaculated in his face by mm. a giant elephant penis, yeah, go ahead and watch it. <laughs> that sounds all right to you. I think this is the week that we add the explicit tag to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just never expected that from Mark Strong. Mm. <clears throat> I will not be watching that. Borat. Yeah. It's Borat. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bor it's yeah. real Borat-y. Yeah. I did like Ali G. I, I liked Borat. Then. I thought yeah, Borat I was weird Borat. and I loved fun. Borat, but I was but like, that was like the first time that you got to see that weird Sasha yes. Baron comedy. Yeah. And it's. And I, I feel young. like it's kind of run its course now. Yes, I was yeah. much younger back then. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you like... Did you, did you like Borat, Victor? I enjoyed Borat. But like he said, like he just said, the first of its kind, you know, I was like, yeah. I didn't expect yeah. that when they were running around naked in the freaking yeah. conference. <laughs> I was on the floor laughing. I was in the theater laughing at that shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that in yeah. the theater. Like, they, what the fuck am I paying? Yeah. Right. So if they redid it, I don't know if I'd be so, all about that. Well, my apologies for the impromptu elephant 
vagina Mark Strong ejaculation rant. Apology accepted. Before Mark we'll... Strong elephant ejaculation <laughs> rant. Let me get that right. Before we move on to the news, uh, Pokemon Go, I do still have the coins. Wow. Mm. And nearby there is a Growlithe, who if you remember from a few weeks ago, is the one that got away from me. Ooh. Because my game bugged. However, because they've removed the tracking, there is literally no way for me to find him <laughs> unless I walk around into circles. <laughs> and walk around aimlessly around the neighborhood, which I will not do. So, yeah, that's that for Pokemon Go. That's why I got a refund, because it, they did not deliver what they promised, Vic. Mm. Please, news and, news and items of interest. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I will say that uh, between Robert De Niro uh, pleasuring himself and elephant <laughs> vaginas and semen, you've had a really terrific luck with movies this year, Aris. <laughs> I, I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, wait, actually, I do regret Bad Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I greatly. Uh, I think any, everybody who's seen it has. All right, uh, on to the news and items. Um, first item, uh, Ava DuVernay. She is the... First woman of color to direct a $100 million live-action film. Uh, she's the director of Selma, and she's helming uh, Disney's A Wrinkle in Time, which has a budget that exceeds $100 million. Um, and she was originally approached to, do, to direct Black Panther, but she turned her gig down. And currently, um, what's-his-face, Ryan Coogler was directing that movie. And uh, other directors of color helming upcoming major projects include uh, Rick Famuyiwa, who directed Dope. He's directing The Flash. Uh, Patty Jenkins, who's directing Wonder Woman, she directed Monster previously, and of course James Wan, who directed both Conjuring films, and he's directing Aquaman. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of DC in there. Oh yeah. So good on good on her. Ava <laughs> DuVernay, she's a really good filmmaker. Also check out uh, I Will Follow and The Middle of Nowhere. Two good films too. Other news, everyone's favorite dude, George R.R. R. Martin, his Wild Cards series is coming soon to TV. Uh, yeah. I hate Wildcard, his Wildcard series. Let me tell you why. Because he doesn't write that shit. Like, other people write it and he always edits it. So mm -hmm. in, on that dark period while I was reading his blog, hoping for updates, instead of updating about the sh series, he would just update about Wildcards all the time. Yeah. All the time. Like, here's the next Wildcard book. I'm editing the next Wildcard book. So, fuck Wildcard. <laughs> um... Oh, okay. Yep. Well, <laughs> how do I feel about that? Uh, well, it says uh, he's not going to be directly involved in a TV series due to his exclusive deal with HBO, and um, Universal Cable Productions has the rights to Wild Cards. Um, he says that it'll be a year or two before the show debuts on TV. But knowing R.R. Martin's track record mm -hmm. on books, that might be a decade or two. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. uh, another news, speaking of Pokemon Go, Iran is the first country to officially ban the mobile game. Pokemon Go. Yeah, um, I can see why. <laughs> I really can. Niantic knows where I sleep. They know where I sleep. They know where my guy stops for eight hours every night. Yeah. That is where I sleep. They know. Yeah, Yeah, because the game uses their GPS. It sure does. <laughs> yeah, apparently um, Iran's a high council of virtual spaces. They issued Which a ban. It's an awesome name, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, it issued a ban, ban on the game due to security concerns, quote-unquote. Um, they, it was previously reported that the uh, council wanted, was waiting to see how cooperative Niantic would be, but they never heard back from them, so they just issued the ban. Um, in other countries, uh, Indonesia has banned police officers from playing the game while they're on duty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, New York state authorities uh, announced that they were banning 3,000 registered sex offenders from playing while on parole. 
Mm. I do wonder how they're going to track that. I'm rather curious. Do they give their phone in and shit? Yeah, well, the email address and stuff, and um, once they find out who you are, it's... How do they get your email? Do they have, like, ask Niantic for that, or Google? Yeah, it's probably... It's, yeah, yeah, like it's a dep- deposition, that's weird. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and once they see a name, they're like, oh, he's a sex offender. So people are less likely to commit sex crimes because then they know they can't play Pokemon Go. They're all going to go down to 0%. My, mm-hmm. my profession that I work with sex offenders. That's right. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, you got it. So make sure you turn them suckers in. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, last bit of Pokemon Go related news. Uh, Niantic CEO John Hankey said that uh, sites like PokeVision hurt the game and the team. Um, uh, John Hank actually wrote in a blog post that third-party sites like PokeVision and similar apps were hurting both the quality of the game and the team's ability to work on it. What hurts the game, Vic, is that I can't find that effing Growlithe because I literally have the means, to, I do not have the means to do so. What is the, really, I found my, I have No, no, because there's a Growlithe that is nearby, Oh, but right I can, how am I supposed to find him? Carl Bird, do I just walk around the neighborhood aimlessly? Possibly. Well, when you walk around, does, doesn't it, like you see like the rustling grass? Yeah, yeah, but that could be probably a fucking Pidgey, for oh, all I know. Yeah. I mean, it could be the Growlithe, yes, mm-hmm. but it's whack. What's yeah. the What's the Pokemon that you said that you need like so bad that you would, not literally, but you would punch your mother for it just to get it? Probably Mankey. But I've caught him. I don't have to punch anyone, <laughs> thankfully, because <laughs> he was my boy. But I call he's very low CP though. So I'm only saying that because I'm only asking that because Victor mentioned that you would punch your mother for a Pokemon and he said he would do that for a Pikachu. Oh, I Pikachu too. Yeah, yeah, you can punch anyone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? It's possible. <laughs> I think he spawns for everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it on the uh, news front. Nice, nice. Uh, the main topic for this week for a movie that everyone's seen the uh, next entry in the DC. Extended Universe yes. Yes. is Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Vic, mm-hmm. I know you have the best notes out of all of us, so please lead <laughs> us through director David. synopsis. Well, yeah. first, we should issue a spoiler warning. That is true. Yeah. It's a good call, Carl. Yeah, good call. Uh, spoiler warning, What's the film time? sucks, don't see it. What's the time stamp right now? 41.50 or something. All right, so 41.50 minutes in. Awesome. We're gonna spoil the shit out of Suicide Squad, so you better yeah, make sure to note that on the show notes. Yep, I will duly note it. And that is Victor's opinion, by the way. That little spoiler warning he just gave—that he's not speaking for everyone. What? Just saying. Right. What? It's a spoiler warning. The movie sucks. Don't see it. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to go that far. So, okay. If oh. you're gonna turn it off, I thought it was fine. I'll speak on that in more detail. But for you well, for, okay. guys that didn't see it, bye. Okay, I like that. So, it sucks when see it. It was fine. Call bird. One sentence. Cool. Okay. I guess. That's perfect for you, Call My one sentence review would be fair to middling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, wow. so uh, Vic, bring us through like, the you know synopsis, director, all that good stuff. Yeah, so Suicide Squad is the uh, third film in the DCEU uh, following uh, Batman vs. Superman and Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. This one is written and directed by David Ayer, who uh, wrote Training Day and also directed such films as End of Watch, um, Fury with Brad Pitt, and Sabotage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, the story the storyline is as follows. Um, in the aftermath of Superman's death in Batman vs. Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice, spoiler alert, <laughs> 
Uh, U.S. government operative Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, puts together Task Force X, a.k.a. the Suicide Squad, which is a team consisting of dangerous supervillains tasked with fighting high-level threats to the world at large, such as a villainous Superman of some kind that could hypothetically come to Earth. Mm. And to ensure their cooperation, Waller has bombs implanted in the necks of each of the squad members, which would explode should any of them choose to escape. And when a big scary threat looms large, can the Suicide Squad learn to work together as a team? Will this film be the one to turn it all around in a positive direction for DC Comics? Will you actually end up giving a shit? Stay tuned, fanboys and fangirls. Oh, and uh, Joker's in it for about 10 minutes for whatever that's worth. Spoiler warning, all of that, the answer's no. <laughs> yeah, you lead us, lead us through your thoughts first, Harris. Okay. So, I'm... Um, Man, that's that's I don't know if that's a good thing that I'll be the first one to, to talk about it because I'm really conflicted about this movie. Um, I think this movie had the skeleton of a proper um, story and a good film in it, but they just couldn't put meat on that bone or enough meat to, to, to make it, you know, a complete experience. Mm -hmm. That's um, fair. I thought that they had good characters that are pretty much across the board underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, none of the quote-unquote feel-good moments are earned, in my opinion. Uh, we'll, we'll get into, into more of that as we get into the actual plot of the movie and whatnot. Um, but, you know, there, there's certainly characters... Like, you, you can, from the very start of the movie, from the first shot of this film you can tell who the stars are it's going to be will smith's deadshot and margot Robbie's harley quinn and they they make no bones about that it's so fucking obvious right off the jump um and you know i had i had a bit of a problem with that quite honestly because i thought i thought that the rest of the team deserved more attention than that um but you know overall i thought it was a mediocre to decent film um it had its fun moments it, ha it it squandered what I thought was a really great cast, um, you know, in, in a mediocre story and, and didn't uh, take its time to build the chemistry of these characters. So I feel like it's the opposite of um, Batman vs. Superman, where I felt like that, that movie took way too long meandering through its stupid plot and setting up dumb characters like Lex Luthor, um, where this one actually had fun characters and did nothing to try and develop them. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, no one besides Will Smith and Margot Robbie get any type of screen time to develop their characters in every single, you know, character shift moment where they do something that's supposed to be either against type or, or, or a big moment for them as a person feels completely unearned in my book. Um, but, you know, they had good, some, some decent action scenes and, and, and the movie was some somewhat fun if you can sort of you know gloss over all of the problems that it had mm -hmm. yeah i think that's my sort of general feeling on it we'll we'll go into you know i'll, I'll get into what my specific yeah we'll get the initial were. thoughts and then i'll we'll, we'll run through the you know your bullet points because i know you have them yeah they look great <laughs> and then we'll go from there uh carl thoughts um Pretty, um, Iris kind of, like, nailed it in the coffee. Sure. Nailed it pretty well. But, um, like, I thought it had a nice start. 
and then it kind of just like went downhill probably like after 45 minutes um I had to like I already I learned about the reviews Victor saw it before I did so he ended up sending a text to our little group chat saying his thoughts so I was like all right let me just go in here with an open mind because me being a Marvel guy like I said went in went in there open-minded and um I was like, let's just let's just see. Maybe I'll actually like it. Let's just see. And um, I I can honestly say it was better than Batman vs Superman. Mm -hmm. I left the theater with some type of joy, <laughs> which is better than no joy than <laughs> Batman vs Superman. But um, yeah, some things I'll like get into as we as we um dig deeper into reviewing this movie. So um. It was probably more just like just a it's an okay, not too much of an experience. Mm -hmm. Like as far as like the Marvel movies are, they're more experiences than they are just which is watching a movie. That's how I really felt. It was just yeah, some movie with Will Smith and Marvel <laughs> Robbie. I mean Marvel Robbie definitely like nailed. Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. like to me, I just I just loved her performance. Like she was actually like passionate about portraying that character, and I really just didn't feel that with anybody else. It was almost like how Ryan Reynolds was passionate about with Deadpool mm -hmm. and so forth. I just didn't really get that. But like I said, I'll get in. You know, we'll get into more. But on my initial thoughts is more joy than Batman vs Superman, but. The movie, for the most part, was just okay. I like that. That's fair. Uh, I went into this with a closed mind because <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. I'll be perfectly honest. I was not looking forward to this movie. Not. I knew what I was gonna get. I hate. I hate what they've done with the DCEU as a DC guy. I just hate it. I do not like it. More I than George like R. R. Martin. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I can survive without. DC Comics or whatever, however they decide to do it, but I just don't. I don't like it. I just don't. I don't like the character characterizations. I don't like that they keep throwing all these characters into all these fucking movies together. Um, I know that we talked about this earlier at work, where there's some people can do those movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, when there's only four people, but this one has more than that, and they're shoehorning in the Joker, who is a iconic villain who needs who deserves his own movie. Mm -hmm. He should not be shoehorned with these hobos. Um, I mean, I know some of these characters, you know, Boomerang and stuff, just who are less known, but some of them I really don't know, like Diablo, who I know had a big part in the movie. I didn't really know him too well. Um, but the DCU just makes no sense. It makes no sense. No sense! Yeah. Because Amanda Waller just mentions how once, when Superman came out, they all started coming out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. That's what she mentions, right? Yeah. And that makes no sense. Because Man of Steel is only like two years before this takes place. But Batman's been active for like a billion years. Boo, uh, all the villains apparently have been active forever, like Joker. The Robin died at some point. Mm -hmm. um, Holly Quinn's been active. Um, the Flash has been active because he caught Boomerang. But you see that for like one second. Yeah. What the fuck? They have no... Yeah, but I think they meant that like in more recent history with the Captain Within... Boomerang stuff. Two years, but they like no. There's, they, but they're be, you're we're being led to believe that Batman's been active for like 20, 30 years because he's like forty. Yeah, but I think they also like. Here's the thing about the DCU. I feel like they like insult your intelligence because they expect you to believe that 
whole thing where they're like after Superman, he's the first blah 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 whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, every time you see Batman and they sort of reference him as you know the Batman. You know, it's a, like like in that Justice League trailer, like, man, I thought you were a myth. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm real when, when I need to be or whatever. Like, yeah. they expect you to believe, like, Batman's has been in the shadows this whole time. <laughs> yeah. No one knows, but it's just a secret, you guys. Yes. But everyone knows his secret identity. Right. Everyone discovers it immediately. Right. <laughs> Bit spoiler for the end sequence <laughs> or the credit scene, whatever the heck you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Stinger. Yeah. It's like, it, it, makes no, it makes no sense. And, and in coupling this with the Justice League trailer, where Cyborg looks crappy, again, it could be early. Um, the Flash, don't like it. Not happy with it. Don't like, just don't like it. I just don't like it. I'm st- I mean, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. Well, that's the other thing. Wonder Woman. She's been around since World War One. Yeah. Cameras worked back then. <laughs> no. I will, I will say this. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry about Go that. But it. it's like, we never got a Robin within the DCEU. There was, there was one. He's hella Joseph dead. Joseph Gordon Levitt? <laughs> no, that's no, Dark Knight. That's, that's yeah. Dark Knight, man. Yeah, Robin's hella dead. The, 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 in, 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 yeah, in, but I'm just saying, cave, like... In the Batcave, there is a... Jewel, yeah, there is a Robin. Yes, and it, it is... Yeah, the super, I'm like, we never... Honestly, do you one. want a Robin? I enjoy it. Really? Like like do you I would, want one? I would I don't. like to see one. In that universe? Pfft. Yeah, that's another thing that bothers me, too. Like, So, if there's been a Jason Todd Robin, who's number two... That means there's a Dick Grayson out there. It means there's a Nightwing. It means there's a Bloodhaven. So if so, Batman was a myth. That means Nightwing was a myth. There's a second Robin who's a myth. Just don't think about it too hard, man. Yeah. I need to. I need to. <laughs> like I know that they did Man of Steel, and they weren't just. They didn't want to do this universe. Man of Steel was not intended to be the start of this universe. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Um, whereas with Marvel, when they did. Iron Man, they they the end sequence. They knew what they wanted to do from the get go. Hmm. The get go. None of this shit is just being shoehorned in. And Jeff Johns, believe is not helping. I don't think I don't feel like he's helping because he had a he had a writing credit on this. He had it on Man of Steel. He had it on Justice. He's gonna have a Justice League. He's everything. Wonder Woman. I mean, I'll say this. <sighs> For whatever it's worth. This is the best DCEU <laughs> film so far. I would have loved. Okay. I would have it's loved. Fair. It's, it's fair. That, that's not saying that this is the least smelliest turd. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like a nice change of pace from DC to Marvel. I mean, like, they started off, they did all the, because I know we don't need the origin stories because we know the origins of these people, but I, but there's, I know there's different universes and different universes have Do different. we? What's Captain Boomerang's origin? That's what I'm story? saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. Like, oh, I don't know that. Oh, that jackass <laughs> right. He's apparently a Flash guy. <laughs> he is, yeah. Which is great. Mm. But if can you imagine a Flash one, except DC doesn't kill them all like Marvel does, which is one of their biggest pain points. Mm-hmm. And then after all these guys get captured, then they do a Suicide Squad? That would have been fucking dope. Yeah. I think. And then I you, think, you I can, think can sprinkle. Film certainly suffered from not having yeah. these characters introduced. So if you did a That's boomerang in a flash movie, you could sprinkle in some things. Be like, he's not the worst dude in the world. But that would that would been pretty sweet because that would been totally one eighty what Marvel does with their villains. Where they just kill. Yeah. They're just nothing. They just kill them off. Like Ultron, mm-hmm. one movie, you're dead. You're yeah. done, son. Mm-hmm. So That's just. I just don't like the structure behind it. But like you said, uh, some of the. Acting is really good. Oh, and I also think Joker looks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I have since I saw the very first picture. Elbows. Ooh, true. So, I just... And I can't get over it. I can't get over how stupid he looks. Great high five, Maurice. Thank you. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it was, for the ten minutes, like you said, that he was there. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that as we talk about it. But I just... I am so over the DCEU. Like, now we have to trust one... But the reason Wonder Woman might actually be a good movie is because it's the first... 
legitimate origin with just one of them. Mm -hmm. Just one. So just give him one. Because yeah. let me learn about this Wonder Woman. Bro, mm -hmm. you forget the Flash can travel through time. It might not be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. We will not have Ezra Miller's stank ass yeah. besmirching Wonder Woman. Because like I know Wonder Woman from the animated Wonder Woman. I've I haven't really read her stuff. I've I've seen snippets. But like mm -hmm. like no, let me get to know this version of her. Yeah. Better. Mm -hmm. Which I'm looking forward to. But they're gonna focus all their efforts on her and not have to worry about 14 other characters. Yeah. I, I will say that I have a. I have a strong feeling that Wonder Woman is going to be the fluke of the DCU, the one <laughs> film that's legitimately good, and by accident. Well, I'm intrigued even by the Aquaman in 2018. Like, again, another origin. I don't, why they did it this way, where they're just starting with one and then expanding is a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. And we'll get more to the WB getting their big dumb noses in it I some more. Mm -hmm. I told you, man, in my opinion, Zack Snyder has painted them into yeah. a corner with the artistic yeah. choices that he's made yeah, from the get-go in his films. This movie was pretty dark, too. Because it's now a universe, and they can't. They have to stay uniform to yeah. what they've laid out in previous entries in this universe. They can't just switch it up. Mm. So, I mean, it, it's it's a problem for yeah. them. And DC yeah, is a, little, a problem for them. DC is a little tough because Marvel guys can relate. You can relate more to Marvel heroes than the DC ones. And now the DC mm. in the metahuman stuff and superpowers that were never explained, but whatever. Yeah. yeah they don't explain <laughs> anything about we'll where have, these guys came from. Well, honestly. I know we have some thoughts. Let Victor give his thoughts, his real thoughts on the movie, and then we'll move some, on. Some type of Harley Quinn origin within this movie. No, they definitely did. Like I said, there's two characters that get real time to yeah. develop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that with uh, Suicide Squad, uh, to paraphrase Jay-Z, it had a spark when it started, but that at, the end, at the end it was just garbage. Um, I will say that, like, the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say that the, the, the cast of the film, I thought, performance-wise, they were just fine. Mm -hmm. I, will, I will say that Will Smith was definitely the best element of the film, you know, in spite of the material that he had to work with, because his character received the most substantial development. Mm -hmm. Like, you understood his motivation, you know, he was a assassin, he's, he's a bad, he's bad news, but he's trying to do right by his daughter, and, mm -hmm. um, and you, 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 like, you, you were on his side from the word go, and then you had uh, Margot Robbie, I mean, I, I, she's, she's, she's gotten some acclaim for her performance, I thought she was just fine, again, as Harley Quinn. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know where all of this. She's so great. She's amazing. I, I don't know. Where the fuck I, that's yeah. going. I, I like, love it. I like, like, like. I, I will say that, like, if if the script was much stronger, if the story was way better, then I would say that. Yeah, I would say that she she was great. Maybe she's awards worthy. But well, from what we got, it's just a really good live action impersonation of Harley Quinn from what we've seen over over the years, and nothing more. And it's and it's sad because Margot Robbie is a really good actress. And the and she was just saddled, sad, sandbagged with with all this uh, lackluster material, and uh, and her and her character is given some really truncated character development. Like we mm -hmm. get, just like a brief flashbacks of her, you know, falling in love with the Joker, and the film is like, ah, eh, you guys know who these characters are, and this so is like, yeah, whatever. And it's like, well, 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 wait a minute, well, what, 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 what was it about the Joker that made her fall head over heels yeah. with this guy? And this is not like any Joker that I've seen before. Yeah, more on that in a yeah. bit. Um, I um. Another positive I had about the film was uh, Viola Davis's character Amanda Waller. Ooh, she was BA. I always enjoy Amanda was... Waller in all her iterations. Mm. I'm a big Amanda Waller fan. I always enjoy Viola Davis yes. in oh, yeah. her iterations. <laughs> yeah, Viola Davis. She's she's an excellent actress. One of my favorites. And... Also, isn't she a Rick grad? Pretty yeah. sure that's the case. Yeah, she grew up. Oh, Rhode Island stand up. We represent. Yeah, yeah. She grew up in CF. Yep, Central Falls. 
So yeah, like, like she made for a cold, calculating, ruthless figure that kind of bordered between full-on villain and really dark anti-hero. She was the worst person in the movie. It she was fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah. She was oh, the yeah. absolute worst person in a team made of supervillain murderers. Mm -hmm. She was the worst one! Absolutely. Like, there, there was one scene in particular, and when, we won't describe it, we'll describe it later on, but it's like, what the fuck, Amanda yeah. Waller? Yep. And, you know, and, and even though in her character was intriguing, even though it turns out that she's kind of an idiot because the whole reason why the Suicide Squad comes together is because of her fuck up. <laughs> and it's like, They um, literally create the problem that they have to solve. Exactly. It's so dumb. Like, I was sitting there, like, in my mind, in my inside voice, I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> But like, I can see why they kept under wraps, like, who the real villain of the movie. Because if I had seen that in the fucking trailers, mm -hmm. I would have probably been like, that's the fucking dumbest. Yo, and let me tell you something. Those trailers are borderline false advertising because they implied that yeah, the Joker awesome. would be more or less the main yeah. villain. Yep. Oh, but who do we got as the main villain? Some dumb broad called the Enchantress. And let me tell you something right now. This is... Enchantress. Let me tell you something right now. I'm like, my precious. <laughs> Enchantress is... Enchantress straight up sucks. She is straight up the worst villain I've seen in a comic book film. Not just DCEU, but overall. And that includes the forgettable Malekith from Thor the Dark, Thor the Dark World. <laughs> she, Enchantress is the absolute worst. Nothing about her that's interesting. At all. And, and oh, and let me get this straight. Okay, Enchantress is, or Dr. June Moon, right? She's so dangerous, right, that uh, apparently uh, June, Dr. Moon, who, you know, she's, she's this archaeologist who's possessed by the spirit, yeah. right? And all she has to do is utter the word, utter the name Enchantress, and she transforms, right? You mean to tell me that the reason why the Suicide Squad has to team up is because this broad, Dr. Moon, whispers her name Enchantress in her sleep, and so she accidentally goes on a rampage. You mean to tell me that... Knowing who she is, they, they couldn't imply, they couldn't institute any really tight security measures. And you mean to tell me, and you mean to tell me that Joel Kinnaman's character, Rick Flagg, aka generic actor man, generic <laughs> army man who played generic Robocop, his, his contingency plan was, oh, I'm gonna point my pistol at this enchantress just in case she wakes up. Oh, but he couldn't do anything. What the fuck, man? Right, bro, that was a security measure. He was totally banging her, Vic. Yeah. You mean. Right, it's it's foolproof. Right, <laughs> it's the Sasha Baron Cohen elephant vagina plot pl plan. You know, you know what? For for all for all their genius, they couldn't even they couldn't even institute a plan B. It's like, okay, what if she utters her name in a sleep or something? Why couldn't you just put her in a, in an induced coma and wake her up when you need to? I mean, she did mention that. Remember, did she? Amanda Waller was like. If you don't lead this team, Captain Rick Flag, I'm gonna put your girlfriend in a coma and she's never gonna wake up. She literally said that in the movie. Also, she didn't go on a rampage by accident. The, the the enchantress made her do it when she was asleep because that's when you're weakest. Your psyche is more susceptible at that point. Right. She then made her do it. Then she went to Amanda Waller's apartment where she just happened to be uh, keeping her super magic brother. Mm -hmm. So she stole it from Amanda Waller mm -hmm. and then went and made her brother, who's a black guy. Yeah. You get it, brother? <laughs> <laughs> that joke there is literally wow. nothing subtle about this movie. Oh, man. Nothing. Man. Um, and then uh, after that, 
Mm -hmm. They sent the Enchantress to go and deal with her own brother because Captain Flag, I assume, did not tell Amanda Waller what had happened after the whole sleepwalking Enchantress episode. He mm -hmm. was, he couldn't have been like, yo, Amanda Waller, she escaped the other night and like did some shit. Mm -hmm. You should probably look into that. This might probably be that thing that she did. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. You know this rampaging magic man? <laughs> yeah. She might have created the... No. Nah. He's like, nah, I'm banging her. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Screenwriting 101, folks. You know what? What? Okay. So I, I can I can sort of make up you know my own reasons, even though the movie didn't explicitly explain why she did what she did and all that bullshit with the whole sleep walking thing mm -hmm. um <clears throat> i think uh my, my my problem with that whole situation was that the main device that was keeping her under wraps was that fucking heart yeah, yeah. so after she bugs out and goes awol and rick flag is like hey amanda waller she just bounced she just she just left me with this bomb then bounced and then she just starts stabbing the fuck out of that heart. Mm -hmm. And then Enchantress is just like, Yo, brother, can you, like, hook me up with, you know, fix my heart? And he's like, Yup, here you go. Heart fixed. Why did she just do that when she made the brother in the first place? Why'd she go back to Rick Flag and go back to on the bomb to leave? What? Fuck it, man. <laughs> God damn it. As I'm thinking about this more, it's pissing me off even more. Exactly. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. He is all... Like wasn't it the whole wasn't that hard the whole thing? Why is she yes. stabbing the fuck out of it and she's not dying? I <laughs> God damn it. Oh, and of course, you know, um the, it sounds like I'm the one who liked this movie the most yeah. on this table. Yeah. <laughs> and and of course, you know, um Enchantress, she has to create a weapon of some kind that which is a giant laser beam that shoots in the sky because, you know the normal superhero MacGuffin. Yeah, which we've seen in the Avengers, the first one, the only the only movie that got it right. Then he had it saw it in Fant Four Stick and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and some other movies, I suppose. Mm -hmm. and, superhero um, magic beam. Yeah, the superhero magic beam. That's that's what the Suicide Squad's uh uh going towards. And you know what? You know what? You know, you I got a, I got a couple other bones to pick with this movie. All right. First of all, one one of the one of the things that really annoyed the shit out of me, and this was immediate from the first minute, was the film's relentless use of pop pop music. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Boom. The soundtrack of this movie was grating on a level that it legit distracted me from the actual movie. Yeah, I hated it so much. Yeah, and all the song choices were so on the nose. Yep. Like for example, with Harley Quinn, her her song is called "You Don't Own Me." Hmm. Okay, and, that was on the soundtrack. Um, uh, Amanda Waller's theme, Sympathy for the Devil, by, Rolling, <laughs> by the Rolling Stones. Um, Black Skinhead, Kanye West, from his greatest album ever, Yeezus, uh, Deadshot. <laughs> that was sarcastic, by the way. I would um, hope so. Uh, Rick James, Super Freak, Harley Quinn again. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Like I, I wanted this film to use a score so badly, but no, it's like, we had to be hip and edgy. We gotta have that Tarantino edge. See, it, it, 
My, uh, my biggest problem wasn't even that the, the, the song choices that they made, even though, like I said earlier, nothing about this movie is subtle. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to... Fi- like I said, I, I did have a good time with this movie, you know, at certain points. I don't want to just rail on it, but this was one of my biggest negatives with this movie. It wasn't even the song choice that they made. It was the way in which they were used. Mm-hmm. It just felt like they they were, you know, this is like a freaking kid with ADD. They just kept jumping into these tracks, and it was so abrupt. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like things just took, like, they halted one thing and went to another track. And it was just, it just, it felt super janky. It felt so dumb the way they did that. It did, mm-hmm. it did not feel like cinema to me. Like, it felt like I could yeah. have done that and fucking terrible at it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was, it came off as, like, an extended music video. <laughs> and, and the funny thing was, is, like, um, apparently there were, when they were editing this film, there were actually two cuts of this film that were screened for the test audiences. Mm-hmm. There was one version, which was, like, a more somber version, uh, which was direct, which was David Ayer's preferred version. And there was another one, which was, like, the hyper-connected one, hyper-connected one full of, like, pop pop music and all that. And that, and that was edited by uh, the same by the same company, Trailer Park, which is the company that, that they edit film trailers. They, yeah, they, they made all the trailers for this movie that yeah. were super popular. So WB turned to them and said, hey man, everybody loves those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you edit our movie? Yeah, edit, yeah, I know you guys edit trailers, like two, three minute videos. Edit our whole movie. That's not yep. like a terrible idea. And that's yeah. the cut that won. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast today because I just, you know, I, I always look at critical consensus and things like that. And mm. this whole podcast loved this movie. I don't understand how the Fuck those people all love this movie. I'm not even gonna mention the name of it because that it it is ridiculous to me that four people could all come and have the exact same consensus of loving the mo- one movie that is completely critically plant- panned. Mm. Um, that 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 was real fishy to me. And they also this is the same podcast that also loved Batman vs Superman. So they may just be super duper DC guys, maybe. Yeah, they have terrible uh, taste. Three three guys and a woman. Um, mm. And yes, they have terrible taste. But um, they they all they all fucking just had all of this praise and they loved the musical choices and it was just it was this weird thing where i just it was so like disjointed that i could not understand like Maybe those where mouth these breathers are, are looking from. for they're usually pretty good like honestly I, I i listen to their stuff from time to time because they're all right um and th- this was just one of two times the first one being bad versus superman where i was legitimately like infuriated by <laughs> the way that they all were lockstep in their love of and, and they sounded super condescending about everyone who hated it mm-hmm. and they just said that like their whole all of their critical opinions were invalid because these are professional people who run a professional film website by the way which totally just fucking blew my mind I was like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? You're saying that everyone who hated this movie's opinion is invalid because you loved it. Suck dicks. <laughs> <laughs> we need one of us to go on that show. Big elephant dicks. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's tough. If it was like a standalone movie that had no connection to anything else, I feel like I would enjoy it more. But it's I can't even like talk about them anymore because I'm just so... Oh, that was the other point that I wanted to make, actually. This is what brought up the, the whole thing from me, was that... One of the dudes was saying that this is, uh, this movie felt very much like a David Ayer film. And he's like, I'm a big fan. I tend to like David Ayer films. And this is the most David Ayer film. Like, th- this feels less like a superhero movie and more like a David Ayer movie. And I'm like, okay, what? you've been paid off for some shit. Because <laughs> all the reports coming out, like, yesterday, Monday, were that that competing cut made by the fucking trailer studio was the one that beat his cut. So you sound like a fucking clown right now. 
now. Mm. I would be surprised. That, that was the thing that, that um, made that me come tri- back. That triggered you. That triggered you. Yes. Like, <laughs> I know this is bullshit. Maybe they're right. paid. Maybe they are. I'd take, I mean, I would take that money and say, I love it the fuck felt, out of this movie. It felt so much like a David Ayer film, and I love David Ayer films. Well, apparently, fucking David Ayer didn't even edit this movie. So Can you yeah. get? Can they email, can you email that show? Uh, probably. I'll look into it. <laughs> I will email Sign them and tell me fucking clowns. Mm. And you can tell, like, this movie's, like, editing was so disjointed. Like, they actually mashed, like, both cuts together with the with the trailer park one winning out most of, That's most of it. That's incredible. That's incredible to me. Because, like, the beginning... Because if you look at the opening and ending credits, they're, like, all brightly colored and garish. But the visual style of the film itself is, like, dark, dark. and dull. Yeah, which I don't like. I'm, I'm over that. I'm yeah. over it. I know I've been, like... Did any of you find that the when the title of the movie came in, it was a super weird spot? Like, I don't really don't notice that shit because it's just mm-hmm. the title of the movie. But again, everything is so garish and on the nose and in your face about this movie mm-hmm. that when the fucking suicide title screen came up, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it was so, like, every everything about this movie is really weird. I mm-hmm. just, like I said, if it was a standalone, I would enjoy it a lot more. But the fact that it's the third... This is the third movie... In the DCEU, and there's been one superhero origin movie, which technically isn't even part of the DCEU because it started on its own thing and then eventually became the jumping off point, even though it wasn't intended to be. Right. There's been one. Right. Like, I love Suicide Squad. I love the idea of it down the road for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a little jaded too because they nixed the Suicide Squad from Arrow. In the Arrowverse, yeah. because of this movie, so right. Deadshot, who's an Arrow, is one of the best villains in the entire thing, and they got rid of him. You can see, you can tell it was very random too. You just blow him up. See you, Deadshot. It was a nice two and a half seasons. Peace out, whatever it was, three and a half. And the Suicide and the Man Waller was in it. She was really good. And yeah, that that, that sucked. <laughs> I was not happy. And there was going to be Harley Quinn in there too, but they nixed her from being an Arrow in Suicide Squad because of the movie, which is yep. bullshit in my opinion. But WB and just they're with everything they've done, and they they, they put Jeff Johns as the head of it, half like three movies in. This is not gonna work. WB needs to get away. The fact that they give us Trailer Park, Trailer Park, mm. Trailer. Yeah, that's the name of movie. Trailer Park. That's really really. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the tra- trailer Park when they're like you said making two to three minute clips or trailers, not a two and a half hour movie. The fact that they chose that over a accomplished director mm-hmm. is fucked. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we get into specifics about this movie here. Let's talk about the plot. And I think Victor gave us a good introduction into what the plot, you know, generally is. But, um, so, you know, right off the bat, it's very hard not to like Will Smith in just about anything he does. He's just a charismatic dude. And again, he was was very good uh, as Deadshot in this movie. Um, What did you guys think of the whole, like, you know, Deadshot character and how he gets captured and, like, his relationship to Batman and all that stuff. Because Batman was in this movie. I don't think we've mentioned Batman's mm-hmm. in this movie for, part. like, three minutes or something. Yeah. Um, and he's... They, they made a very big deal of it um, in all the interviews leading up to this movie where the, all of the guys were like, Batman is the villain in this movie. I'm telling you guys. Because, you know, it's all villains. Yeah, the killer fuck Batman. only had... Like I said, they, they made a big people. deal about things that mm-hmm. they really shouldn't have. Like, Batman and the Joker, like, that's all you read about mm-hmm. in all the promotional materials and interviews and everything leading up to the to the release of this movie, and they end up being the two characters that are in the movie the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like, I would say that I was surprised that Batman didn't use uh, Deadshot's daughter as a human shield. <laughs> you know, was this pre-Murder Man, Murder well, Man, or, or all post the murder he loves? Post, oh yeah, post-Murder Man. Mm -hmm. okay. so maybe that's why. Maybe he has a soft spot now for <laughs> some people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I mean, yeah. I like him. Mean, he's a Batman villain, but I just there's no history there besides yeah. a three-minute fight. They could do an entire movie with Deadshot and Batman. He's in Gotham, okay. man. Batman doesn't need an excuse. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's his, that's that his is not one of the problems I had. I'm <laughs> saying, listen, man. If Batman knows there's a villain in Gotham, it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will say, like, a, a, a problem that I had with, with, with the film itself is, like, the whole reasoning for why the Suicide Squad came to being. Because, you know, Amanda Waller, she says that, you know... You know, what if, what if, you know, Superman, we, we got lucky with Superman that he was actually a hero. Right, and again, with the fucking terrifying Superman narrative. Yeah. I feel like Zack Snyder really fucked WB with that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and you know, when I, when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? It, suppose, suppose some random angry-ass Kryptonian or some random powerful alien came down to Earth. What the fuck can the Suicide Squad really do? <laughs> I mean, when you think about it. What the hell is Harley Quinn gonna do with her with her giant mallet and her high heel combat boots? What the Shh. fuck? What the? F she can probably shake her ass in front of him, Vic. I did like the part when I she mean, was getting dressed and like everybody like just I stopped mean, and she's like, "You would like what? that, Carl." <laughs> Robe, you would look. love objectifying women, Carl. <laughs> don't don't make me look like a guy. <laughs> like. You know, like, like, what is Harley Quinn going to do against the likes of General Zod? What is Captain Boomerang going to do with his bendy flying stick against a Martian Manhunter? So one of those, one of those boomerangs was a super sweet drone. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because the United States military doesn't have drone technology, you see. Ah. They require boomerang drone <laughs> technology. <laughs> when they fucking had him throw that boomerang drone, I could not believe what I was seeing. I and could not believe my eyes, I, I know, swear. Right? And then you have you have friggin' um Killer Croc. I mean let me say let me I'll I'll say I'll say this. Killer Croc, like, he was utterly Shakespearean in this film. I mean, he had four lines in the film. But sure. nobody could utter those films with such conviction and gusto. Like, the four lines were like, Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Beautiful. And my favorite one. B-E-T. <laughs> God, he was so black. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. That movie really rammed it home. They were like, hey, guys, in case you didn't know, this croc guy, he's black. He's black. He's blackity black and he's black, y'all. <laughs> Even though he's a freak of nature that was unaccepted by anyone. He's still totally black. He's just yeah. down with his people. That's all he wants. You know. Living in sewers. Right. Yeah. Being black yeah. in sewers. Watching like, you know the funny thing What about the fuck, Killer man? Croc? I was never like a big Killer Croc guy. And in the anime series as well. Yeah. But then in the Arkham series, yeah. that motherfucker scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I remember playing the first sewer, uh, you know, battle because you literally can't fight yeah, a Arkham one. Asylum. And I'm like, go, 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 run, Batman, run. <laughs> so fucking scary. And this guy's just like, you can just do it. It's a man. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing. Like they, I think I mentioned they they never explain the powers of any of these. Yeah, people. yeah. Like I no, guess they do. I guess like, Killer Clock. You don't have to explain. He's, he's a Croc Cro man. Yeah, he is a literal Croc man. Somewhat of a backstory, but he already had his powers then. He was just 
Man, well, he got Diablo. Well, Diablo is one of my biggest problems. Yeah, like, like we learned more about El Diablo, but that was late into the film, yeah. which is and, true. And, and you know reason, why they did reason. that? Right, 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 right. The reason because he's gonna get it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get it. They wanna, they wanna force you into feeling something for Diablo, and that was like, okay. Some of my biggest problems with Diablo is first off, he's like an LA gangbanger who was, but he's a mutant. Basically, yeah. they don't want to call him that, but he's a mutant. He was born with the ability to project fire. He's a flamethrower. He's a human flamethrower. Who we learn later in the movie, for no apparent reason, that he can totally turn into this badass flame demon. Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Never explained. Never mentioned. Also, just, yeah, just to just to take it back a little bit. Did you guys notice that they used that same bullshit uh, like the, the Batman versus Superman? Uh, like trailer device. Remember when they were all introduced? All the heroes were introduced via trailers on uh, Lex Luthor's computer or whatever. Oh, right. oh like they, they just used the, the file where they literally are like Amanda Waller's like, let me show you this file, General Guy. Deadshot. <laughs> Harley Quinn. And like this dude, not one single second's like, where the fuck do we need a crazy lady with a bat? <laughs> what is yeah. she gonna do? Yeah. Wait, that guy can throw super sweet sharp boomerangs? I don't think so. Wait, he's got boomerang drones? Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> like when you think, like when you think about it, like Diablo was the only legitimate, you know, person that like, they needed in the Suicide okay. Squad. Is there anyone in that team besides Diablo, Killer Croc? And I'll give you Deadshot because yeah. he's the best shot in the world, which they never explained. What is Deadshot's backstory? Does he have powers? No, he's no, just a, no. he's just he's a, just a, a crack, marksman. He's a super crack. Yeah. It's a oh, is that he's really a, all it is? Yeah. yeah. Wow, then, that's crazy. And then when he loses his eye, he gets the implant, which I'm pretty sure helps him literally make crack shots. Oh, okay. Because in Arkham Origins, he's in that. And if you, when you fight him, you have to like sneak up on him because if you even take one step out, you get one shot. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so okay. he's just a super crack shot. All right. So besides those three, realistically, what can those guys do that a normal trained United States Marine can't do? I mean, Deadshot. De- wait, outside of Deadshot. Deadshot, Killer Croc, and Diablo. Right. Trade funny quips with each other. Yeah. Ah. Harley Quinn can call her Puddin. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the... Like, that's the other thing, too. Why would you want... But I don't, again, I don't know this Joker. Why would you want the girlfriend of the most homicidal person ever to be in your team? Just... I mean, I guess that's another question. I wouldn't even be friends with someone who has a crazy Who was a murderer? Like, see, that's another one of my big problems with this movie. It's like, they're like, oh, these people are total murder. Like, I never saw Harley Quinn kill any actual innocent person in this movie, I don't think, right? They don't show her. But they're like, they're total murderers. The only one that I ever see murder innocent people in this movie is Amanda Waller when she just fucking bucks all of those like intern dudes like yeah. innocent interns <laughs> just fucking dead it yeah because they didn't have the clearance right for the mission and then will smith's like damn that's gangster oh <laughs> like oh killing innocent yeah. people's get cool Yo. will smith oh 
Go ahead. Sorry, you I got a big, I got a big bone to pick with Will Smith's character. Yo, you know what I, you know what I, there was one thing I had a problem with that scene too. Like Rick Flag, he was he's he has a he has like a a bone to pick with Deadshot's character. Like he's just judging the shit out of him, throwing shade at him for being a a mercenary, an assassin, a, an overall bad guy. But in that same scene where Amanda Waller lays waste to all those agents who don't have clearance, Rick Flag straight up says with a straight face, "Wow, well, who am I to judge?" Mother motherfucker, say what? <laughs> you 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 totally hate on Deadshot for being a mercenary, but you have no problem with Amanda Waller killing innocent FBI agents. You fuck, fuck you, generic douche. Yeah, there you go, much better. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we only got a few more thoughts here before we get to emails. Right, 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 right. So I think we've covered a good amount of stuff here. So we, you know, we can we can kind of get get to wrapping up. But um, uh, did, did you before I go into you know what, what I have left? Because I I don't want to be like I, let's talk about something out, positive here, man. Out, you know, some of the action scenes were cool. I I, yeah. I thought that the stuff uh, in the city, like when they get to the city, besides the fact that they totally get shut down by a rocket, even though they're chasing. A tentacle monster man, um, and nobody ever really mentions why they got shot with a rocket or by whom. I just assumed it was the Joker. Mm, whatever. <laughs> That's a cool thing he got to do, in my mind. Um, but that 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 action scene was cool, where the whole team kind of gets in, and like you get to see that Captain Boomerang is like a funny dude. Like I liked Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang. The character's dumb, and he's got yeah. no business being there. <laughs> but he's an actual funny guy. And uh, Slipknot, the worst. <laughs> I thought I like just got. Yeah, he was there. That's it. You yeah. knew he was gonna get killed once they even like brought his character in. And then had yeah. A, in, uh... yeah, he got no introduction. He got nothing. He got nothing. And then he like, hey, immediately, he like this. Like I said, this movie does things so del like you can just telegraph everything that they're yeah. doing because Slipknot gets out of the car. Punches a woman in the face, mm -hmm. then turns and goes. She had a mouth on her. Literally everything that dude did was made to make you hate him. Right. And they mm -hmm. did that same thing in Arrow too. One of the guys like he was bluffing. No, he wasn't. Nope, you're dead. <laughs> same exact. The same thing. It was kind of funny. Um, I'm curious to see his actual cut, David Ayer's cut, because I'm just curious myself. Just mention that up. But mm. I mean, yeah. But all these action scenes, like. No, I've never, I don't. I haven't seen like a, a superhero action movie where the action was terrible. But also like so telegraphed now and so choreographed and everyone's getting so good at it. Mm. That it's always good. Like, even Batman vs Superman, that was some pretty sweet action. Yeah. But the stuff around it, I wasn't really feeling it. I, I thought that that was like because again, one of my problems with this movie is the uh, the chemistry between the characters. I don't think that they were given enough time to actually develop, um, you know, any real chemistry between that team. Mm. Um, but that that action scene was one time where I felt like they you could kind of see what they were going for with that team and 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 what they could do together, um, where it was like really chaotic but they were still able to kind of pull it off you got to see like killer croc going ham on on a bunch of those uh alien monster converted dudes mm -hmm. um you know deadshot was deadshot he was just taking out everybody with them guns uh harley kim was crazy as hell captain boomerang got a couple of shots in but that that like that you could kind of tell his characters like this cowardly funny dude mm -hmm. where he would get in and do stuff when it was convenient to him but otherwise he'd be out yeah. um but then uh you know Later on in the film, did, what did you guys think of that scene in the bar with, with the entire squad? I thought that was the best scene in the whole film, but it felt kind of out of place because, like, 
Because, like, you know, they, they, had the, they have this huge threat, this world-ending threat, and that they go off to have drinks. It kind of felt, like, way out of step with, you know, their mission and, and the overall flow of the film. I was, I, but by that point, and by that time in the movie, I was just like, this shit is still going. <laughs> like, I was really like it. Like I said, it was going downhill, and it was that at that point. It was like, wow, like this is really still going. Fair to middling. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Deadshot go two and a half hours with Batman, not three minutes. Right. I'm just I'm, I'm gonna harp on that forever. I'm just over the whole everyone dropped it, into, right. and then the Joker, who's like again super popular. You, yeah. you, you can't waste him on 10, 15 minutes of screen time. Yeah. And Jared Leto said all the stuff got cut out. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And, he wasn't, and, he wasn't talking. I wasn't convinced with Jared Leto's Joker. I, just some, I, I just really wasn't you know, like quite. You know, like Heath Ledger, he made me believe mm. believe. He also had stupid tattoos Joker. all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> and just like just wasn't convinced. I didn't believe Jared Leto at all. Maybe he because there's no Batman. There's no Batman. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's like under development for something later on, but it's like I just didn't. Whenever they talk about Batman and Joker, they're always two sides of the same coin. You can't do a movie with one and not the other. That's not how it yeah. works. That's not how it works. The Joker was there for Harley Quinn's character development, yeah. or you know what they, what they tried it for it to be character development. Yeah, and plus, like if you took out all Joker scenes, like it would not make a difference to the main plot of the film. Like, not he at didn't, all. He didn't need to be in the film because he didn't interact with anybody else except Harley Quinn. No, he didn't. Oh, the other thing we didn't hey, talk Batman. about was uh, Katana. I really like Katana. She was. Good. Oh yeah, I forgot. She was good. Yeah, she was cool. See, that's a weird thing about this movie when you think about it. Um, they they every. Besides Amanda Waller, <laughs> every woman in this movie was like pining for a man. Like the one scene we show of Katana, besides her like slicing shit up and just being a weapon, is of her crying at her sword for her husband. Yeah. Oh yeah, because her, her, her husband's husband, soul right, was yeah, in the, the sword. sword. Yeah. And then like Harley Quinn, the entire movie just wants her pudding. The entire movie. Uh, you, and they were like, I mean, that... that that's a horribly abusive relationship How with her and the Joker. Wasn't that enchanted since you just mentioned it? Super abusive. Yeah, it's always been like that. It, but, it always But that, that, yeah. like, that's something I would like to be developed more and not in like, just a quick Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, because there's a lot you can go off with that with you know a lot of good stuff. Uh, Katana in, in Arrow, she was uh, actually a hero in that one. Um, and well, she's she, a hero in this. Yeah, yeah, right, she's right. Not right. Um, she... Yeah, she's not even. She doesn't have any affiliation with like Suicide Squad and that. Um, did you have Harley Quinn Arrow? There's uh, season three. Because one of like the flashbacks is when she and her husband they take in Oliver when he's like. Uh, oh, Japan. was that supposed to be Katana? Yeah, she becomes okay. Katana. Oh, their son okay. dies. Spoiler alert for Arrow season like two or three. Her husband joins the League of Shadows, and she winds up killing him at the end because she's oh. like, "Release me! I can't," you know, because he gets so sad that his son died and she murders him. But she's totally Katana. She's awesome. I really like Katana. Does she Sorry. have the soul sword thing? No, just a sword. Oh, okay. And the mask. Gotcha. She just ran in and starts wearing it. And she's actually going to be in the next uh, Wolverine movie. That same actress. Oh, oh really? Nice. Or was she in Wolverine? She was already in She was the Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was in that. Right. Um, wasn't Enchantress CGI at the end like real Mortal Kombat 1997 cheesy? <laughs> Yo, I, I will say this though. I was laughing my ass off because like when Enchantress was standing there, like she did this, like, she, like, it's like she was simultaneously belly dancing and pop locking yeah, at the movement. same time. Yeah, her, her movements were so like I, I get that that actress was trying to go for something there, mm -hmm. uh, but it just for me it didn't work. And also I, I don't blame her because she 
really didn't get anything to work with from that script. And that was That's one true. of the things like um, the Hollywood Reporter put out a big blockbuster uh, article about this movie, uh, like right out right when it released. And one of the things, you know, just about all the problems in production. And that's where you know all those reports about the trailer company making a competing cut with the director and everything came from. Um, but uh, one one of the things in that uh, report is that David Ayer had like six weeks to write that script. Mm, yeah. And they basically, he wrote it and they were off to filming. Like they set a date, they set a hard date, they were not going to push it back. They had all the marketing deals and everything done. So they had to work with this, you know, super ambitious uh, timeline and it just did not allow them to develop the characters and everything. So the studio, you know, is a lot to, has a lot uh, of the blame to shoulder here um, in this. Now I'll just, I'll make a couple of... Uh, points um, about this. First off, the Diablo character arc I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, that character had, you know, the ability to be really cool, and also one of the things that kind of sucks about you know how they did him in this movie is that he was the one character that was kind of truly seeking redemption mm -hmm. in this movie for his previous life and what he did, and obviously it was super duper tragic. He, you know, burned his family to death. Uh, when he lost control of his powers and he, you know, made yeah, a vow wife. to not, you know, kill again, which he broke when, uh, you know, Will Smith coached him yeah, into he it. he burns his family, but yet they had no blemish on him. Yeah, man. I, listen, he was sitting, he's, an, he's a gangster, he's in Los Angeles, yet he has a happy family with all these horrifying <laughs> tattoos, <laughs> and he is at the dinner table with his children. Listen, man, I don't, it's... <laughs> fucking suicide squad whatever mm. i don't get it it is what it is but at the end of the movie i'm like man you know i'm kind of feeling for diablo and then like he gets to the point where he's like i've lost one family i'm not losing another and right there that fucking killed that character for me <laughs> i'm like where the fuck did you ever start to think about these people as a family this asshole this dead shot asshole just made you break your vow of non-violence They've treated you like fucking dicks the entire movie, and they're your fi Where the fuck? Like I said, a lot of those moments were unearned like a motherfucker. And going back to that bar scene, when Rick Flagg is like, the bombs are off, you can leave, and Captain Boomerang bounces, and then on the next scene, he's just back. No explanation. He went to get oh, a yeah. beer. <laughs> That, that, that stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Did you notice that shit? I did, yeah. Where he's like, these are off. And then he hilariously just scurries off. I'm like, that's awesome. If that's the last thing this dude does in this movie, that's awesome. He just mm -hmm. bounced the moment he got a chance to. Right back. Yep. Why did they stay together? Why did they go fight the thing? Because they felt bad for Rick Flagg's girl. Was that it? Well, well, you see, Aris, they learned to work together as a team. That's when? <laughs> At the bar. How? At the bar. <laughs> well, you see, when you have drinks, you bond with people right. closely. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Final thoughts, Carl Bird. <clears throat> it, it's... I think that if it, um, if it was rated R... Oh, yeah, that's a good call. I think they would have been able to get away with a lot more. Yeah. And if it was just simply just... Especially it's about all villains. But they made yeah. that choice on purpose, though. They did. Yes. They Warner did. Warner Brothers made a lot of poor choices. They did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vic, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, you could tell that this movie wanted to be rated R in the worst way. Mm -hmm. um, like, the movie started off with promise, but then it ended up in a, as a predictable, mediocre mess. Mm -hmm. Um 
At this point, when you have to, when you have to rely on extended cuts on Blu-ray, yeah, to for promise, which they're probably gonna do again. Yeah, which, which they're probably gonna do for this one. Then you're in trouble. At this point, you, you might as well just hang it up. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I I will I will say that this film, it, it it sucks. I'm sorry. It's better than Batman vs Superman, but that's not saying much at all. Mm-hmm. Don't see this movie in theaters. This is this is a red box movie at best through and through. Yeah. If you're all DC and you want to get everything little snippet you can for the DCU and you're looking forward to Wonder Woman if you need to all be tied together but these are all very disjointed in my opinion yeah, yeah. it's fine don't just don't expect it to be you know high cinema if you go in mm-hmm. and all you're expect, like I had high hopes for this yeah. movie going in I, I, really, I was actually really looking forward like it. to it yeah she did she okay. did like it she was fine she, I mean, she, I, she said she was looking forward to it right she was really this was like her she was looking forward to this movie more than like Captain America mm-hmm. or anything like she didn't give a damn about watching Captain America um, but this was like the movie she was waiting for this summer the most, and and she was fine with it. She she didn't love it or anything. Yep. Um, you know, DC didn't send us that cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one last thing that I did want to mention is, as a father, Will Smith's Deadshot is deplorable. <laughs> he is a horrible person, <laughs> and his daughter should never be allowed within a hundred yards of him. Ever. Yo. He was straight teaching her murder math. Yes, he was. And the movie wanted us to be like, aw, that's so cute. Look at Will Smith teaching his daughter murder math. That's I, great. I was Fuck you, DC. <laughs> I was creeped out by that because he was like, yeah, you gotta figure out the bullet trajectory, wind velocity. I'm like... Right. And the little girl's like, if you kill this guy and this is how long it gets to take the bullet to get there and the distance travels into his brain is the hypotenuse. And he's like, yup. That's right, Deadshot's daughter, Murder Mass. <laughs> super, super, a uh, future super villain. Uh, my only question is... And Rick Flag is just like, standing there like, yeah, Murder Mass. <laughs> That's cool. Murder. My only question is, why didn't Batman murder Deadshot? Because his child was there? Right. He just murdered him. He showed up and literally said, I don't want to do this in front of your daughter, Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. He said that. Yeah. Everything is way too on the nose in this movie. <laughs> Just knock her out and then murder him. Right. Like you murdered all those men in Batman v Superman. <laughs> He'll never bother you again. But the daughter you're, was there. You're Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Go put her up in a nice house. In a nice family. But you don't want to do it in front of her. Right. And she turned into Batwoman. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, did, did, did the daughter have a name in this movie? I think so. Maybe her, I don't know, man. Maybe her, maybe no, I think she did. I just don't remember. Maybe her middle name was Martha. Oh, yeah, true. Probably. <laughs> you remember that one time when they were walking by the store display and Marco Robbie, you know, steals that purse so she can bend over and show her ass to the audience? Mm-hmm. And then Will Smith's Deadshot stops to longingly look at a mannequin mm-hmm. that's roughly the proportionate size of his daughter, which he later <laughs> teaches murder math to. Yeah. <laughs> Character development, you guys. <laughs> We're bad guys. That's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> I did, yeah they did that. Oh, God, I, it's this movie, that is such a good cast. If they, oh, yeah, if they, actual... my final thought is, if they get the time to develop a real script mm-hmm. and have the time to make a real movie out of this with that cast, it could be great. Mm-hmm. I will right. give them another shot. I like I said, I had fun with this movie at times. I think the overriding problems with it are make it, you know, are greater than the whole of its parts. Um, 
but I will give them another chance if they put out another movie and they give David Ayer or whoever they decide to hand over the reins to, to that franchise. Uh, I am willing to, to give them another shot. It was, by the way, fun fact, Suicide Squad, Will Smith's biggest opening at yeah, the box, box office, office ever. That's crazy. Wow. That shocked the hell out of me. <clears throat> so that movie made $133 million. Yeah, but it's going to do the same thing that Batman vs. Superman did. It already dropped precipitously on the Saturday, Saturday right? Saturday, yeah, yeah, so it's going to happen yeah. again. It's going to go and they're going to... And WWE's going to be like, oh my god, I didn't make enough money because that's... Made. How much did that make to break even? How much? To break even. Oh, uh, 750 to $800 yeah, million. Dollars. fucking luck with that. Man. And they're <laughs> probably not getting a release in China, which is the second yep. thing. Oh, that was the other thing. Market in the world. Yep. So. Uh, have fun making $400 million, which is still, again, it's a lot, but not when you do $175 million budget. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lot crazy. Of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. Deadpool had sixty-four million and it looked better, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was better. Yeah, it was way better. It was yeah. more fun. Uh, before we get to the emails, Carl Bird, we have our weekly segment of the question of the week. Question of the week. Last week's question was, "What game has uh, made you rage quit?" Um, on Instagram, we want to shout out uh, at Josh Josh Baby Pig. Lots of ha ha ha's. Treasure Planet for the PS One. And <laughs> it's a Disney movie. <laughs> and a good one. I enjoyed that movie. Never played the game though. It was okay. Me neither. It was. I think it's what killed their like animated movies. That yeah, one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that bombed yeah, pretty hard. It did really well. Yeah. <laughs> and on Twitter, at Fry Platino said, "Pac-Man." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. I can dig it. All right. So um, this week's uh, this week's question of the week. What was the movie that you watched so much on VHS as a kid that the tape ended up ruining? Damn. Wow. The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. That's good. That's good. I, from what I understand as a child, I watched a lot of E.T. And I watched a lot of the Peter Pan. But not even the Disney animated Peter Pan. It was like the stage play from before that. Where a girl played Peter yeah, Pan? Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it. Yeah, they said I would play it and then it would end and I would just immediately rewind it and just um, watch it all over again. I love me some Peter Pan. Uh, probably, uh, what was that? Uh, the Dinosaur Tale? The, where the dinosaurs... Land Before Time? Before no, time. no, 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 no. The, one, the ones where the dinosaurs come to the Bronx and whatnot. Oh. We're back a dinosaur. I think that's it. Oh, We're back a dinosaur. Yeah. That was a good I one. I watched the hell out of that That's that great. Movie. That's a good one. I'm going to say that. That's a good one. I watched that a lot. Oh, I love that. And then at the end when he turns into like a real, like a mean T-Rex. Yeah. He's all sad. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry, guys. They came back. They made it through. That's such a good movie. Um, Carl, you? It's your movie, Carl. It wasn't a movie. But I would have to say, the question is what movie, Carl? Oh, okay. the, the Carl, you asked Wasn't that literally the question, Carl? No, this is the first one that came to mind. I would probably say, okay, for movie, it was um, Major Pain. Okay. With Damon Wayans. I just love that movie. Mm-hmm. And it was, at, another one was actually this, we taped SummerSlam 94 when it was the Undertaker versus Undertaker match. <laughs> and before that, it was Bret Hart versus Owen in the steel yeah, cage match. Yeah, you love wrestling yeah, so much, Carl. I really did. <laughs> so, yeah. What movie as a kid? Oh, my God, Carl. <laughs> Send us your thoughts on all those social media sites. Yep. Also, leave us a review. Send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Remember them, iTunes reviews, five stars. Thanks, guys. And if you email, Podcast at gmail.com, we'll read your emails on air. Yeah. Victor. If you leave us yes. a review on iTunes... Carl will do a Carl summary of your review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, 
yes, you got a couple emails here. Uh, one from Isaac Taylor. Suicide Squad review by Isaac, Carl's cousin. All right. What's up, Isaac? Yeah. Personally, I think the movie was pretty good. The actors played the characters pretty well, especially Harley Quinn and El Diablo. The team overall are basically the Hot Topic Avengers. <laughs> By the way, I was real mad that they killed off Diablo. I thought that was, that was a character that they could have developed into mm -hmm. something better. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the soundtrack fit the movie for the most part. They used the Joker sparingly, which I'm glad, because I thought he would have been the main antagonist in the movie, and that would have ruined it for me. And the inclusion of the Flash in Batman was cool. The slow motion at the end was really ridiculous and a little drawn out. The end credit scene left me with left me with questions and not in a good way. In the end, I'll give it a seven out of ten. Obviously, making it the best DC movie so far in their current run. It was actually a perfect email, I think. <laughs> that that yes, that was very good. Hot topic of Avengers. That's I was really good. <laughs> very succinct, succinct to the point. And yes, it was the best DC in my opinion too. But not much to hang your hat on, unfortunately. Yeah. And we have our second and last email from John Haponic, aka a good friend of mine, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was treated unfairly by the critics. It was a fun, entertaining movie. Smith and Roby were easily the best parts. She was the, she was the definitive Harley Quinn. Yes, there were issues with editing and perhaps the need for an R-rated film. Joker was a bit of a letdown, but it made for a great adventure. Victor, Victor described Suicide Squad as a flawed film. I'd rather take a flawed film over formulaic. So many Marvel films lack substance. Compare Marvel's earlier films, Hulk from 2008, Thor 2, Iron Man 2, were all terrible. Some Marvel, some Marvel films are fun, but I don't feel the need to watch them again. Suicide Squad was way better than Batman vs Superman. It could have been a great dark philosophical film, but I was fine with it as a popcorn film. John. John, I remember your email about Batman vs Superman. I remember you enjoyed that film, and I remember you running down Marvel back then too. So I just think, don't think he's a Marvel fan. I want to know, how much did WB give you? <laughs> also, how can I get in on that? <laughs> like I said, if they gave me money, I would do the best movie I've ever seen in my life. I will sell out so fast. But I think that was John's email when he enjoyed Batman v Superman. And, and this, uh, this movie, yeah, I think you were right about that. And uh, this movie turned very formulaic, especially from the midway point on. So your your point, I don't really understand it as a whole, but I value your opinion. Yeah, John, you know, listen, man, I know you. I know where you're coming from, and you're, you come off as kind of a contrarian. I know that you want, you want... DC to you want DC to succeed so badly at Marvel's expense that you're afraid of actually giving Marvel the, the credit that they're due. So I see through you, John Haponic. <laughs> uh, I know deep down you know Marvel films are better. I'm gonna quote an email from April 6, 2016. BVS had its issues, but it's still not that bad. I'd put it better than almost any Marvel film. <laughs> you know who you are. Wow. I know that there are some, there are some Marvel duds in there, but even the duds, I still I'm still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm still, mm -hmm. yeah, still good. Except, I, 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 except I appreciate for Punisher Warzone. Right, yes, but that, like, well, after the MC, the Marvel Cinematic mm -hmm. Universe started. I will say I appreciate DC taking a chance with the Suicide Squad. I really like that. I just feel like they went about it the wrong way. Yeah. John, I look forward to your email about Wonder Woman. <laughs> but uh, thank you all for listening this week. Uh, make sure to email us, at, like we said, to the Codex Run Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
Everywhere. Google yeah. us, Callbird, right? Google us. <laughs> <laughs> we are everywhere. Five-star review on um, iTunes. iTunes. We really appreciate it. It helps us get up the charts and find more listeners. We're always looking to hear from you. Question of the week. Hit us up. Later, nerds. Later. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.